Welcome to the very, very, very strongest One Piece podcast. I am your host, Captain Bill. And don't be surprised when I tell you this, but I have a crew of over 8,000 pirates behind me. But here with me today are just two. My Nakama on this voyage through the Grand Line. First mate, Justin. Arr! And Lou the Glue. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, we go over the legendary anime and manga series One Piece. One piece at a time. This week, we're covering episodes 121 through 130. And remember, we're talking, we're talking about the entirety of these episodes. So if you haven't seen them, there's going to be some spoilers. So, don't be mad at me. We're letting you know now. Whoever negotiates your deals. We're telling you right now. Don't get spoiled. First of all, yeah, don't be mad at Captain Bill. First, you bring it to me as first mate. I'll go. We have bylaws. File a report. I'll fill out a report. I'll bring it to him on his weekly meeting, and then when he responds with a post-it note that tell says, "Tell them to go fuck themselves." This That's when they send me. This yeah. is the process. That's it's how we just do the it. process. Trust the process. I take it up the chain of command. Bring it right back down. <laughs> All I need is a clipboard. I could just point out and say, "Look, I gotta, I gotta follow these protocols." <laughs> <laughs> That's all Justin's ever thinking about. Just the protocols. Protocols, man. Well, speaking of protocols, what y'all been up to this week? I thought you were gonna make a pun on like you're a protocol. Uh, oh gosh, That's... I, I, I thought it was coming just because right before we jumped into this, there's a game, uh, Exanima, I've been playing on Steam, and it's not the easiest game. It's really janky, and uh, I asked Bill if he wanted to give it a go, and in typical Bill fashion, not only is he good at it, but he goes hands only. <laughs> And, like, refuses to use any of the weapons. And I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm just bad at video games or Bill, who, who keeps looking at me and yelling, It's about the fundamentals, Lou! It's the fundamentals! That's that's what I keep saying, yeah. You know, I, I, don't, need, I don't need a big, you know, sword. I, I want a big sword, but you know what? You give me the fist, I'll run up in there. And, uh, you know, I was telling Lou and, and Justin, you know, maybe this wasn't a thing at, at your school, but where I'm from in New Jersey, uh, <laughs> when, when you when you're threatening that you're going to fight someone, uh, you tell them, I'm going to rock your jaw, meaning that you're going to hit them in the jaw and theoretically break their jaw. Uh, but Lou had never heard of this, uh, of this, like, uh, I guess it's not an insult, but it's like, uh, yeah, threat. a taunt. It's a, I guess. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a uh, what is it? A come on. Uh... Like, come at me, bro. Come at me, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of a taunt. And uh, I, yeah, I, haven't I was out here heard rocking jaws. I was rocking jaws. Until Bill was just screaming at the TV and rocking jaws. <laughs> yeah, me and Gina Goodman out here rocking jaws. <laughs> yeah, his first run was a character that looked exactly like Russell Crowe in Unhinged. <laughs> oh, man. And that's every time te- Bill texts me or anything like that, that's what picture comes up now. It's the greatest picture. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, you made that his actual default photo for when yeah. he calls listen, you. Listen, y'all. Hey, everyone, be quiet and listen for a second. If you don't hit me with a courtesy honk, 
I'll make sure you have a bad day. <laughs> You've never had a bad day before. I'll show you a bad day. Direct quote. I'm going to oh, isolate that great, audio. What a great movie. <laughs> yeah, you should make that my ringtone for you. <laughs> you give me a courtesy honk. Not even or just a, a car, honk. just a car horn honking anytime you call. Oh, okay, gosh. you know, one day for we'll do an episode just on Unhinged. I think we, that's we yeah, definitely. I think that's canonical oh, to our friendship. Perfect. I already have. I'm gonna cosplay as him too because I already have his outfit <laughs> and his body you proportions. A, you put on a bunch of weight so you can be. Uh, <laughs> it's called, it's called method acting. Yeah, you do the Mac thing. You do you. Oh man, I'm gonna put on so much mass for this episode. It's gonna be great. What about you guys? What have you guys been up to? No, I want... So, what I want to hear is... Bill's been watching a show that's been very dear to me and my wife, Ooh. Alex. Like, this is like our show. Bluey? And, huh? Yeah, them. Bluey. No. Uh, <laughs> different one. No, I will get the Bluey a, eventually. A, a different... Like, we only want to watch this show when we are by ourselves, when we don't... Like, you know, when Jacob is asleep, when we are... Like, you know, we can fully appreciate it. Um, and Bill, what is this show? What is Ted Lasso? It's Ted Lasso. This show is amazing. Such I've a, never such even a heard feel of it. Good show. I have not heard of it either until uh, Lee's friends came to visit, probably about like a month ago while I was there, and you know we were talking about shows that we're into or whatever. Of course, I was like, listen, One Piece. <laughs> you just hey, One Piece. <laughs> Hear me out. One Piece. Well. One of the things they recommended was Ted Lasso. So Lee said that she watched a couple episodes. She's like, it's good, you know, so we should watch it. Well, I went there this weekend. I was blown away. This is an amazing show. Amazing characters. It's the kind of show where the writers do these things where it's like such a feel-good show. And they put this, like, drama moment in. And you're like, okay, here's where it becomes, like, a typical bullshit show. And I'm going to hate it. And they write it in a way that makes it not that. And it just is, continues to feel good vibes. If it, like, if it was any, like, if it was, if the quality was any less, it would be the most bullshit show in the entire world. It would be the most saccharine, like, show you could imagine. It would be Family Ties. Like, like okay, that. Okay, so we're, we're kind of saying how, we're talking about how good the show is, but what is the show? So, this show is about Ted Lasso, who is this guy from, I think it's, uh, is it Kansas City? Yeah, Kansas, yeah. Yeah, from Kansas, uh, and he goes over. He coaches uh, American football, and he gets uh, sent to the UK to coach soccer, uh, and doesn't know anything about soccer. So he's coaching this soccer team, who's like, you know, in this league or whatever. And there are all these like local legends on the team or whatever, and these up and comers. And he doesn't know shit about soccer, but he has to try to help them out and like coach them. Um, yeah, he gets the, he gets the job offer. So it's 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 one part fish out of water, uh, one part like you know, uh, like you know, a football, like you know, uh, like you know, soccer, like you know, like learning and stuff like that. But all of it has nothing like that. Is like just like such the like the top like the scratch surface level of like what the show is because really it is about this man who is maybe the most inspiring coach in the entire world. Sorry, Coach Taylor. He's um, giving you a run for your money. 
I think in relation to Coach Damn, Taylor. Damn, you coming for Friday Night uh, Lights? Coach, yeah, Coach, uh, well, I, let's put some respect on Coach Taylor's name. So I think with Coach Taylor, he gives this very, like, serious advice. Whereas Ted Lasso is, he's just very, like, bubbly and uh, kind of just always has, like, a little pun or, like, a little joyful. Like, he never, like, you really don't see this man crack. Like, he's, uh, until later in the series, but he's kind of always in this, like, chipper good mood, finds a way to, like, deflect all these, like, problematic things that come his way this negative yeah like all like, these, yeah all these negative things that like you know people like that people come at him with like you know this town who basically they like hate him they think he's like you know uh, a wank and like all this stuff but he hangs out at the local bar people call him whatever and he just like rolls with like he is just turns this le- and he just it's contagious like his attitude is just contagious Without being, Ooh. yeah, Justin and I were texting about it a little bit, and I think we were agreeing that it's the kind of show that just makes you want to be better. Oh my like, gosh! You're like, oh, I, that's like you nice. want to channel some of that energy. Like you're like, I, like you know, like how could I channel some of this into my life? Like you know, you know really what show, show? A show that bled into like my life like that. That like I was like, oh, I should be better. Was Peaky Blinders? You know. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> I just wanted to do fucking hood rat shit with my friends and uh, feel good about it. I was uh, make that money. I don't. I don't know anything about this show. Yeah, this is uh, that. That is a. <laughs> it's like a twenties gangster show, like Irish gangster show. Uh, like I, the Sopranos. I, it's yeah. It's like the Sopranos, basically. But yeah. Uh, but no, it's and I even you can't even joke about it, Lou. But Ted Lasso is like just. It is a perfect like in the cast is just fantastic like he has this uh coach yeah uh, everyone on the show is amazing he has this like in, like for instance like one thing he has his coach uh, that his assistant coach coach beard he never calls him his coach assistant beard. coach he just calls him coach and then coach beard calls him coach they live like right across like you know in like uh london they have like those narrow alleys that a car really couldn't go through uh, you like walk yeah. down that alley and like that's how you would get to your apartment like your apartment uh, like they live like right across from each other they like just wake up and they just meet up every morning they just do almost everything together and they have like, such a uh, they are so in sync when it comes to them like you know the, the way they work when he is a completely different type of coach than he is He's so silent and like uh, I don't know how would you describe it, Bill? Uh, which person? Who Beard? Coach Beard. Oh, Coach Beard. Coach Beard has this way. If, if, if okay, put it this way: if Justin was anyone on the show, he'd be Coach Beard. Like he he kind of like sits <laughs> in, in like he'll like sit in silence for a little bit and then but he'll have like the perfect little quip and he'll have the perfect little support line and like he's always he always recognizes the emotional situation. And like, he kind of like just doubles down on it. Like, yeah, it's a. It's, I remember amazing like, character. It's amazing character. I remember like, uh, Ted Lasso does this this great speech, this great inspiring speech. That he goes, Coach Beard. He goes, Coach, w- w- do you want to add anything? He goes, Speed on the outside. We need a lot of speed on the outside. <laughs> like, that's all he says. Yeah, I, I could totally see Justin doing that. I could see yeah. him doing that in a little league game, actually. 
Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I told Jacob. That's what I told Jacob when he was playing soccer. <laughs> I said, Jacob, <laughs> we need speed on the outside. Look, these these kids, they're all going <laughs> in the center. Speed outside. Speed on the outside. We'll go. We'll we'll get more goals. Uh, but uh, and he understood all of it. Yeah, powerhouse brought it in. But uh, yeah, it's, he's one of those. He's uh, and. Uh, I think the other thing about uh, like uh, Coach Lasso is that he is like relentless in his wanting to break through to you know the people that he sees potential in, no matter who it is. Like you know, it's he does not believe in a bad person. Uh, like you know, oh man, that ideal will get you stabbed. I and can guarantee it. <laughs> he is, and he gets burnt, and like you know, but it does not, it does not phase him. He's just like it's like one of those things. He's just disappointed. Uh, you know, I no spoilers, but Bill, I think my favorite thing, he, like the like thing he does, is when he tells that uh, that one guy about uh, when he's playing darts uh, against him about his dad mm-hmm. and it is just like this heartbreaking story but he turns it into this like just uplifting story about this about this man uh like you know and then you just leave it, he just leaves it at that but ted lasso 10 out of 10 it's on uh apple uh apple tv Plus, whatever the Apple Apple app is, um, totally worth it just for that show. Hmm. No, no, no bullshit. Any of you listeners out there, if you have uh, an Apple Plus account and would like me to watch Ted Lasso, please send it in. I have it. I'll send it to you. No, no, I need a fan to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I need your support. <laughs> show us your support. I need your support. Uh, but uh yeah no um worth a shot i'll check it out oh it's more it's more worth a shot like i think yeah that's it's i i i highly highly recommend it uh but uh i'll talk to you guys as a group because i've been hearing a lot of bullshit you know <laughs> over i am and messenger like you know all this about what? nonsense about the matrix all right oh. <laughs> You're going to hit us with the Resurrections? It's the Matrix Resurrection trailer recently dropped, and I am dumbfounded. I have completely bought into the this fourth film in this, in this franchise. Uh, and so much so that I pulled out the Blu-rays of uh, the, the Matrix collection, and, and I I'm the listening. First one, and put the other two right back onto the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is where you're wrong, Bill. The other two are essential to understanding the Matrix. Uh, where I, I have, they have the audio commentary with one for all three parts with Carnell West, the philosopher's that's, commentary. Okay, that's that's where you start getting me interested. That Ex- I need to. Uh, first of all, I love Cornell West. And I didn't watch the second and third Matrix movies. First of all, 
let me say to anyone who doesn't know me, The Matrix is one of my favorite movies of all time. I watch The Matrix like every year or so. Uh, I watch it as much as I watch The Blair Witch Project. So there- <laughs> that, uh, that's not true. That is so not true. You've watched The Blair Witch Project probably five times this year, and the, we've only watched The Matrix once. That I, I'm more. Right, we need that. We actually we no. We just watched it. <laughs> we just watched it that one time. Uh, a few months ago where the one where we were watching it and we kept uh, calling Neo Neil. (laughs) (laughs) Neil. Neil. (laughs) You are the, Neil is the chosen one. (laughs) Neil. It's so much, it's so much funnier when you think of his name as Neil instead of Neo. And it's the kind of thing where you start saying it a couple times and then you can't unhear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does stick around. Um, so I, I've watched the matrix probably a million times, but I didn't watch the matrix two and three until like 2016. And when I saw that Cornell West was in the second matrix movie, I lost my shit. And that's about the only thing I lost my shit about in the second matrix movie. But I, I was like, fuck Cornell West is in this. That's so hype. Cause I love Cornell West. I watch all those uh, lectures he gives. Oh no, he is, and he is awesome on these, like you know, commentaries. This is another guy too on them. I forget what his name is, uh, but he is awesome too. Uh, they talk about and they're they're like lock sync where they're like, no, you really don't get it until the second and third movie what they're actually trying to do, because uh, it, it's the duality of like the first movie, it like completely cracks. And uh, you see, you know, that the machines aren't antagonists. They are, they are in themselves becoming, like, you know, uh, becoming enlightened the same way Neo is. Uh, Neo, yeah. Like even when like they're breaking down uh, like Smith's interrogation of uh, Morpheus in the first movie, where he takes his glasses off and he takes his earpiece out and he like gets in Morpheus's face and he goes, "Humans are a disease. (laughs) (laughs) Spread and multiplied. It's the stink." Yeah. But it's this it's this personal it's like all of a sudden it's this personal thing that he like you know it's hate but it's not a machine's like it's not a machine's hate it's like his own personal like you know thing it's yeah. not part of his programming uh and like you know he talks about how he hates it there he hates being in the matrix um and it's like this very, very evocative scene. And even like, you know, when the other agents come in, they ask him, what have you been doing? Like, they do not know what this other program has been doing. Uh, like, you know, when they come in and they're just like little hints about that. Well, also that he doesn't recognize that, uh, that uh, Neil and friends have already broken in. <laughs> well, that's because he didn't have his earpiece in. Uh, but like, still, they're like, you know, that's the like, you know, there's also yeah, what if because he's like on basically he's like on Morpheus is like he's got his hands like around his face and like you know he's got his glasses off and his headpiece out and they like, what have you been doing? Like you know that's like, it's they're it's it's they're weirded out. They're like you know they have no idea. Um, but uh, like you know 
they talk about that. Morpheus's dog, uh, dog, dogmatic view of uh, right and wrong. Like you know, it's completely dangerous. You know, to you know what else is dangerous? He knows kung fu. He does know kung mm-hmm. fu. Let Stop trying to me. hit me and hit me. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> So how does this? Uh, so so tell me a little bit about the Matrix Four trailer. So the Matrix Four trailer, right? It's again, it's this idea that how would machine like how would the control be now? Well, here's my question because mm-hmm. I I don't remember uh, the sequel or the third one that well. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how the third one ends. And I need to know, did Morpheus die? Because there's like a new Morpheus. Oh, we are getting into spoiler chat here. For what, a movie that came out? The third movie that came out in 2004? Okay. Yeah. talking about a movie that came out in 2004. Do you know when these chapters of One Piece came out? What 2004. Like? <laughs> 2001 or something. So. Okay, okay, All right. okay. True, true, true. All right, so... Spoiler territory for uh, Matrix. Y'all might uh, need to skip ahead a few minutes. Three, yeah. Um, the uh, no Morpheus does not die. <laughs> okay. Does uh, Neil die? Neil and Tr- uh, Trinity die. Okay, that's what I thought because they're both alive. I remember somebody died, but yeah, both of them are dead. But now they're alive in the trailer. Which was very confusing. And I'm like, okay, maybe they did like a factory reset. Uh, I, I, I think I remember them resetting the Matrix too in the third one. In the third one, no, uh, uh, they didn't reset the they didn't reset the Matrix. Uh, then why isn't the Matrix still green? They're, like the cityscapes weren't green. That's anymore. the point. They they they. Enlighten they like basically they broke it open, um, and they gave people a choice. Now, if you ever played the Matrix online, like some of us did, I mean, I know it was one of the most <laughs> popular MMOs of all time, but it's <laughs> it's you have you have been like basically getting out of the Matrix now is a you know voluntary. You turn your card over, then you're in the Matrix. <laughs> uh, but uh or you're in the matrix like or you're you're free basically <laughs> but so the new matrix essentially like neil's being uh suppressed but everybody else has the option to get out of the matrix is what you're saying i don't think that's what's happening i think that now it's a combination of humans and machines suppressing people um in various different ways uh, and they know that Neo, it's biologically, like, in his DNA and his, like, whatever, like, you know, his will, like, you know, that, like, whenever the one gets resurrected, because the one does get resurrected multiple, multiple times, that's like, you know, they, that that's actually built into the framework. Um, because the will of Neil. The, yeah, because like even Neo from the original trilogy was that was the seventh uh, one. You know mm. that was yeah he was the seventh he was the seventh. Uh, so the idea that you can suppress somebody, but like how would you suppress him? Like you know uh, you would 
tell him that, you know, you're not crazy. You're like, you know, you're just going through depression or something like that. They give him pills. They give him medication. And he takes that medication and it's all blue pills. Justin, it's, you're describing my life right now. And I, no, it feels a little too close to home. No, and that's yeah, the scary part. Like that's like, th- and you're thinking about that is exactly how you would stop somebody from. Oh my God. This is gonna hurt. This movie's gonna hurt people. Or in it the is. Matrix. And wake up, people, <laughs> on the wake. very, very, very strong. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard it here first. The whole world of simulation. <laughs> whole world simulation. But uh, here first on the very, very, very strong. Yeah. So I, I, I like the idea of uh, agents turning in, like you know, it becoming a government thing to. Oh no! All these forces are trying to suppress it. Like you know, the modern medicine wants to give you like you know medication to for you to deal with your to deal with your issues. Uh, you know, um, all these different things. Like, and uh, I like how he's talking to some executive, and he says, "So you're back. You're back. You're all the way back to the Matrix." Like, it, it, I, I have a feeling the body they gave him is a body where Neo came up with the matrix in that reality like he invented it or whatever um like as a book or like a movie or something like that Mm. and what a better way to control somebody and make them not think that that's true than you would think to yourself no i made this Ah, that's interesting. Oh my gosh! Like that'd be cool to see if that if that plays out that way because that is a pretty good way to go about it. Uh, I I yeah I I completely I I I love it. Uh, All right. Well, uh, you know, Justin's kind of turned me around. I think uh, I'm ready and willing to watch. I'm gonna watch it either way. I I'm I'm very skeptical of them. Kind of just like, I'm cautious that they might just be kind of like. You know, here's remake number one million or like extension one million of like because every series gets beat to death now. Uh, And I I personally think that the Matrix original Matrix is like a perfect movie. I like that it doesn't give you all the answers to what the universe is and there's plenty to speculate on. But it's clearly an established, you know, world. Um, I wasn't crazy about the second or third one, but I didn't I didn't like hate them. Um, And I. You know, I'm hoping that I at least like this fourth one. I think it's going to at least, at the very least, is going to have some great action choreography. I, I mean, that's oh, evident sure. just from the trailer. Yeah. Uh, so and, we'll see. And Lana, uh, Lana Wachowski is back to direct. So, um, but the question is, is Rage Against the Machine there again to do that soundtrack? Dun, 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 dun. And they flies like Superman. Oh. Yeah. You know, this is a perfect segue uh, because. I don't know if you guys remember in the first one when Neo takes a like tanks just a bunch of bullets and gets back up. So does Koza. as if I could ever forget, <laughs> as anyone could ever forget. Uh, we open up our One Piece episode of One Twenty One with oh, Koza no, 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 no. getting. I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go over one more thing. The that what's actually been taking up my entire week. Oh, oh, what's this? Playing Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, like in its entirety for the first time. Oh, you've never played it? Not not the whole thing, like you know, from start to finish. Like I've no never, I never finished for me it because I also haven't played it. But it's it's on my list of games to play. It is spectacular, and I don't want to spoil anything for you. 
I'd say I, I want you to play it so bad just to talk about it with you. Like, it's, Is it on a PS4? It's on PS4. Yeah, yeah. It's a... It's on PS4. The hard part it's like is five bucks. It's like Metal Gear games. For some reason, they're like these amazing games, and then like they go on sale for like pennies later. Like yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely planning to play it. Uh, I I was considering playing Metal Gear Solid Four first because I haven't played that one, but our roommate Christopher is like really trying to talk me out of playing Four and going straight into Five. So I'm not sure. I don't know. Four is the most yet. hype one. I would say like really. Like, yeah, I, I would say that the ending of 4 is probably one of the coolest endings I've ever seen, like, in, in a video game. Um, and, like, going into 5, you are in for a long, long, like, game. It, it yeah. is, it is like, you know, it is. it takes the Metal Gear and it turns into, like, a 40-plus hour experience uh and i would say that the um story in five does not get it gets it's interesting in the beginning it's like it's it's totally metal gear in the beginning and then there's long stretches where all of the like lore metal gear lore stuff is like on cassette tapes that you collect. Oh God, um, I hate shit like that. Well, I mean, to me, it's the same as uh, codec calls, but <laughs> you can be doing other stuff while you're you're listening to them. Look, if you can't use just your fists, what's the point? You, well, you get rewarded for using just your fists. Hey, now oh, we're talking. Shit, Bill, jump I'm in. in. I'm, I'm putting <laughs> that's how you get. <laughs> that's how you get that Fox code name because after every mission, they they rate it and uh, yeah, Fox is the. Uh, when you get for using nothing but hands, never being Rate seen. Rate these hands. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. The rated E for everyone, baby. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's basically you build your own army, like you know, yeah. you build your own Metal Gear. Army. Yeah, I know a little bit about it. I know, I know it's definitely more gameplay heavy and less story heavy than like you know that that ratio is uh, more in the favor of gameplay than other Metal Gear games. But I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm it. Listen, I know it's going to be a long winter. I'm going to have plenty of depression and plenty of games to play to try to deal with that. So uh, Metal Gear 5 is on the list, uh, as is Persona 5, and uh, yeah, a few other things. Yeah, that's, uh, I would, oh, both, of those would be, both of those would be fucking awesome. It's, yeah, there's just this one part, like an episode, there's the, the, the story gets broken up into episodes. Like literally, it's like the beginning of a TV show every single time where it's like written and directed Metal by Gear solid like, five is filmed from a live studio <laughs> audience <laughs> from a live studio audience the uh, laugh track every time kramer comes in uh and then after every mission you they do the end credits like for every mission uh but and but it's not um like uh starring like the in the voices it's starring uh venomous snakes <laughs> Revolver Ocelot, like <laughs> oh, that's great. It's, it's, yeah. I love Metal Gear Solid. I can't. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to play that. Yeah, game. It's, I, I I absolutely love it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's it's, I've been I I'm back in love with uh Metal Gear and makes me. Wit- I've been looking for Rexes to uh buy model kits for 
So expensive. Too expensive. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. Jeez. Gosh. I can get so many Gundams for like 30 bucks. But if I want to get Metal Gear Rex, I got to pay like $600. I don't oh, want it. I wish I cared Damn. more about Gundam because I love those little figures. And I, I like part of me like wants to like build a bunch of them. But I'm also like, but I don't really know any of these characters. <laughs> no, nah, they just look cool. That's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, I but how much would you love to build a Rex? Like First a Metal Gear Solid Rex. We all know that I'm more of a Metal Gear Ray Ray, guy. I know you probably prefer a Ray. The junky Metal Gears. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. It's amphibious. It's amphibious. It's amphibious. That, that's why I took out about 30 or 40 of them in my <laughs> Yeah, that's the weirdest power scaling of all time, but we can talk about that when we It'll do the very, 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 very strongest. The metalist, 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 gear, solidest podcast. <sighs> Snakest podcast. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, let's get into, let's, let's, some let's get into piece. it. As you were saying, Lou, tell us about some One Piece. We start off with Koza getting fucking murdered. <laughs> right oh, out I the know. gate. He's waving that big white flag, and then it gets covered in red. Ooh. Uh Yeah, he gets shot like... 86 times? Like, <laughs> no, at this point, I think we already see him get shot point-blank range like twice or something. Not point-blank, like, but he definitely took he took some shots. My yeah, guy's and then like five he gets times. like another four. Yeah, it's like five in total. This guy's like uh, 50 Cent, man. It just like keeps coming back. Props yeah. to him, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get rich or die trying. That's what Koza. That's what Koza. That's what Koza always says. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he goes down. Uh, see, this is the problem with your plans, Lewis. Is that why don't they just go out and talk? No, it doesn't work that way. Because, it does. Yes. No, obviously it doesn't because he just gets shot. Yeah, but that's because they waited too long. No, it would not have mattered. Nothing. I like that we the second we start this episode, this has been like a three episode long feud, and you guys go right into it. We're like we're like four seconds into talking about One Piece. <laughs> it could have worked out so much better if he had just if King Cobra had just showed the letter. And you know what? You know how the war ended with Vivi speaking to everybody. That's like. It's as simple as that. But we're not there yet. No, we're not there. We'll get there. Yet. We're going to talk about all the things that led up to that moment. One of them being Croc sending a fucking sandstorm to Yuba, which is fucked up. Because I still don't Did he do that before? He did, but like... Uh... He doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't do that in these set of episodes. He does no, no, bring no, the. No, no, he no. does. What he does do is after Koza gets shot, he puts the sandstorm back over the battlefield, so everyone just starts ah, shooting at each other. That's again. what he does. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still thinking about Toto. My man didn't yeah. deserve well, it. Th- let's keep Toto in our thoughts and prayers because he got hit by so many fucking sandstorms. <laughs> And he's just kept smiling. Sweet, yeah. sweet Toto. This guy, yeah, you know what? Toto has got a Ted Lasso energy to him, you know? He just keeps on going. Yeah, no, uh, no, matter, no matter what, yeah. And you know what else is going is some water in Croc's face, and Luffy just gives him the fucking fist oh in the face. Oh, my God, feels so, so good. good. 
Oh yeah, but he does a complete Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Dude, that's he actually does. a good way to put it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he's got the flood. Yeah, no, it's so sick. It's like he comes flying in with Pell, and he's got like ten yes. gallons of he's got like ten gallons of ass whooping ready for him. Yeah, on his back. So sick. Yeah, the the scene where Luffy um, he does gumma gumma buzzsaw. Yes, I we get some wacky moves in this. Dude, I couldn't stop laughing because all I kept hearing was Bill screaming, Ride the ride, baby! Ride the ride! <laughs> no, this, when we saw Luffy come up, uh, first of all, Pell, ultimate, like, I I loved, I loved Pell, Pell yeah, before. I love Pell now. I will Tell love them. Pell forever. Tell Pell them. is awesome. What's his name? What's Birdman. Crowboy. But he just comes in clutch time after time. Let me tell you something. Uh, Lewis, I, I've, I've made my decision. Zone types, your decision about zone types. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Ooh, get him. Nah. Get him. Yeah, Pell by himself. Yeah. First of all. It makes the ultimate case. For zone yes, because well, he's a bird. Cool. No, yeah. because he's pal okay. in a bird. <laughs> First of all, look, I we've got people like Miss All Sunday with I got Luffy, and you're gonna side with Chicken Wing? Get the fuck out of here with that! Don't call him Chicken Wing. <laughs> None in this house. <laughs> Pell is sick. He is. He's a good character, but I mean. He's really good bird at collecting on. twigs and making a nest. He's got bird uh, powers. It's, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he makes you happy. I will uh, say that. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. He does the Batman move later. Oh, gosh. We'll talk about that when we get to it, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Luffy goes up there, and they find out that... I, I am a little disappointed with uh, Crocodile's, like... Uh, his power set and his weakness or whatever like it's very odd to me because is it only his left hand that could absorb like fluids is that it it just his his left or his right hand can like absorb fluids and then yeah, that's sort of how it's explained is that basically his his palms can absorb the fluids and uh i i think that's I, it's not super well explained. It's sort of just like a thing you have to, you know, just kind of accept. Yeah. Um, like, you know, because I guess you could say, well, why can't he absorb it on his face? And, you know, when he gets punched in the face. And, you know, my only answer to that is because he's getting punched in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah exactly. Luke's just jacking that shit up. But, you know, it's not Rocked that jaw. odd, too, the more I think about it. Because, like, you've got, like, Bon Clay, who, you know, he could only use his left hand. Um,. And then, like, as we go on more into the series, too, there you're going to see some Devil Fruit users where they have a power that is only, like, solely in the palm of their hands or, like, the, like one arm or something like that. So it's not too strange, I think, in the universe of One Piece. In my head canon, and you don't have to, like, confirm or deny this, like, that other hand that he had, like, you know, he was able to do it on that hand, too, but Shanks cut it off. Ooh. Shanks cut that shit off. He said, "If oh, yeah, I, yeah, I only have one arm." For the other hand, yeah. It's like if I only have one arm, so do you. 
Yeah, no, that's it. Gator Croc boy. was talking some shit, and then Shanks just cut that fucking arm off, and he said, yeah, now we're even. Or, like, <laughs> you can shut the fuck up. Sand boy. Sand boy. But, so, Bill, give me the rundown on what is Crocodile Gator Man's plan. Like, what's his goal here? He's trying to get the Pluton. Trying to get the Pluton and also be king of, like, you know, or like the make this his country, right? Like, be king. Yeah, I don't know if he gives that much of a shit about being king. I think the Pluton comes first, but... Yeah, because uh, he wants to wipe out everybody. Well, he wants to... Uh, the thing with Croc, and, and this is, uh, you know, I can't say too much, obviously, but, you know, Croc has a kind of mysterious past uh, that, we're, that I'd like to know more about, honestly. Um... And once you see kind of the other characters in the series that Croc is, you know, knows, it's kind of, you get some, there's a lot of, you know, interesting questions about Crocodile. Um, Because it's not, I don't think it's ever fully stated that he wants to get the Pluton so he can go out and just fuck everyone up. I think it's more that he wants a bargaining chip to kind of overpower the government. And to what end, I'm not exactly sure. It's just that he, like, what we we do know is that he wants uh, to get the Pluton, and that's that's an essential part of Operation Utopia. What's What's Operation Utopia? That's the name of his plan. Oh, okay. I did not know that. I'm sorry. Uh, which doesn't sound like a utopia, considering it starts with, I'm going to shoot us. Well, yeah, I guess for him. But yeah, I mean, like his whole game plan essentially starts off with, you know, this war happening in the center uh, of the city. And he's just going to launch a bomb into it and just kill everybody he can uh, just to clear out. Yeah, he's also such a Bond villain because he's like, oh, I made the I made the other like play so that if you get out of this one, I got that backup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, that's the ticking the ticking time bomb. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a bonkers plan. It's not a very well. Again, for Baroque works, not not your best. Uh, <laughs> not your your the brightest brightest. Not the best best uh, run organization. Uh, well, that's and that yeah. That's that's one of the things that I think is highlighted here is crocodile. One of Crocodile's weaknesses as a character is that he doesn't trust anyone and he doesn't, because of that, he doesn't really uh, connect with the crew. And so, like, that's kind of his weakness as a leader is he doesn't connect at all with his crew and they're very expendable to him. Uh, And that's even one of the things in the first conflict that he has with Luffy when they're out in the desert um, is, you know, he's kind of like, you know how many, like, how many uh pirates i've i've seen like die and like how many of my crew have died that you know i've just left behind and and luffy is like that sounds like a that sounds like your own problem you know like and then that's sort of like i feel like there's you know that's one of the things that they're kind of contrasting with luffy and crocodile here but we also see uh you know this isn't the only sort of like uh, kind of criminal organization in the One Piece world that we'll see. 
And uh, it's interesting when we see the other character who has some, a sort of a similar, you know, it's not going to be for a very long time, so it's almost not even worth saying, but it'll be interesting to contrast how they kind of treat their crew versus how Crocodile treats her crew, his crew, which is, you know, clearly very uh, disorganized, like you're saying. Like, you know, he doesn't even know half of his own crewmates, or he doesn't know any of the millions or billions. Like, they're just, you know, these are just lackeys to him. Uh, and even within that group, like, you know, they're killing each other for position. Yeah, no, it's a, it's basically like a numbers thing. It's just I have so many goons that, you know, I could accomplish most things. They're just, it, we're everywhere. Like, that's like the idea of Rogue Works. <laughs> and we're super secret, but we have tattoos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of <laughs> like working at Michael's. Kind of like know? working at Michael's. <laughs> um... But, Justin, uh, how did how did you feel for your first watch through of uh, the crocodile Luffy fight? I know I talked a little bit about Buzzsaw, but there were some killer moves that Luffy was doing. That I was like, I completely forgot about this. Luffy gets some good licks in, like you know, he gets a lot of really, really, really good licks in uh, against. Like Croc. even being like tactical too, like when he goes in for like uh, the gum gum pistol for like the third time. And Croc's like, that's not going to work. And then he actually used it to, like, whip his body in so he could, like, punch him with the other fist. Yeah, he does a lot like, of that. He does a lot of, of that, and then he'll do, and he'll swing his leg instead. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's, those the moves. Mix-ups. Those, Dude, yeah. such a, my favorite one was, uh, he spits, like, a loogie into Croc's face and then just bazookas the shit out of him to the point where, uh, that's where Crocodile just starts drying up the whole kingdom. Uh, <laughs> just trying to kill him. Yeah, I, I, so, I do have a problem sometimes with these, uh, cause, r- by the end of this, they fought three times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that by the time the third fight happens, I'm over it. Uh, like, you know, like, them fighting, uh, I kind of want it to be done with. I think they could have, like, instead of... How long do you think they fight for? Like, uh, between these... Like, these ten episodes. Like, two, three episodes each? Um, I wouldn't say no. It's like one episode per fight. No, no, no. no. Yeah, no, they they extend the fight. Definitely the last one. uh, The last one goes over two episodes, but that's mostly because uh, they're fucking around in, in in the... the tomb for a while. Yeah. And Luffy's taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. Luffy is taking a nap. He needs does he does need to take a nap. He needs that. He's it's very important. I want to keep on the second fight for a minute though, okay. because uh Mizu Luffy, the water Luffy. Uh he's just got like a big old gut full of water. That is a, I and that's that. his that I forgot his plan. about that. He's that like, is great. Uh, I'm just going to be a big water guy. Um, that's going to be my <laughs> when he starts leaking water out of his wound from crocodile and, yeah. uh, Nico Robbins, um, laughing at Dude, him. She loves it. She <laughs> thinks it's so funny. Yeah. No, she, I, again, she is, I think Nico, like, I mean, and I guess I am somewhat like, you know, the validated the fact that I was like, no, she's, she's kind of. She's kind of in it a little bit. She's like, no, this guy's more clever than you think. Like, she's, <laughs> she's, she thinks the whole thing is hilarious, and uh, you know the, um, you know she's, she. I think she's constantly surprised uh, 
by Luffy, and she finds it very interesting. Uh, we also you know, get an interesting insult here that I love, uh, where Luffy says, so what if you're one of the seven warlords? I'm one of the eight warlords. Yeah. <laughs> God is that. Get him. <laughs> Tell him about himself. Well, it's funny. Is like, I feel like later on when there's like this little throwaway joke that happens uh, towards the end of this arc where they're all insulting Zoro and he's like three sword style. And uh, Usopp's like, that's not an insult. He's like, Four, Four swords. swords style. Style. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great bit. Yeah, I love that. It's not a throwaway. I love that joke. <laughs> it's not a throwaway to me. <laughs> and no, uh, there are actually a lot of great bits uh, uh, in this uh, in this bunch of episodes that that I really liked. Um, but back to the fight, like that. No, that was that was funny. Um, you know, I think it, it, it was. We went through a lot of things really fast. And then ultimately it goes back to what kind of beat Luffy the first time with the, yeah. like, you know, the, the hand that soaks that up all the water. Caught, got caught lacking. Yeah. Got caught lacking. I don't know why it didn't work the, in the last fight, but I guess we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, he goes. Oh, and, like sucking up his blood? Oh yeah. Okay. We'll talk yeah, about he, that later. Yeah. Those, uh. <laughs> goes and he grabs him and he like you know basically like zaps him he zaps him full of his water he's like nope kind of done now <laughs> like well what saves luffy is like he spits uh the water at crocodile and misses and it ends up landing on him again right For yeah that second yeah. fight yeah that's what that's what ends up getting him in the that second fight um but uh yeah, no, it's and that's what I was kind of saying is like, oh, I mean, he loses, he loses again, so we're gonna have to chase Croc more. You know, You're damn right you do, because yeah. at the same time when this is going down, uh, we're getting a little bit more of like Nico Robin's intentions and her taking um, Cobra to the yes. Punaglyph, and we, you know, we don't figure out too much about her except for that. Um, when she was a child, she got a bounty on her, put on her head at like the age of eight years old or something. That was the same as uh, crocodiles. Yeah, for yeah, age eight, and also that cobra knows the name Nico Robin. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's notorious. Well, yeah, her bounty is like seventy nine million berries, which is pretty fucking steep for an eight year old. I would say. Yeah, no, I mean, gosh, imagine getting all that that debt that early in your life. <laughs> I wonder, uh, can you pay your own bounty off? Yes. I don't think so. I, I mean, if it, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying yes because I'm thinking of like Old West laws and you could. Like if you had a bounty for like $300, you could pay the $300 at the bounty office and your bounty would be removed. Are you just talking about Red Dead Redemption? And yes. <laughs> <laughs> Based off of Old West rules that I learned from Red Dead Redemption... <laughs> If I murder someone and I have a bounty on me for $138, I could pay the $138. (laughs) And I could do it again. Yeah. It works just like that. Uh, Gosh. Um, But, uh, uh, yeah, at the same time of, you know, us getting Nico's backstory or a little bit more insight into her, uh, we have the Straw Hats trying to find uh, a cannon that's going to fire in the next 10 minutes and blow up the center square. 
So how about let's so how about this? Let's because there's a lot of cutting between these like planes of action, these three planes of action, like Luffy, um the straw hats trying to find the cannon and um what was the third one? Probably like the Marines, like you know, well, the uh, Nico Robin. Yeah. So we, the three threads are: we got the Straw Hats looking for the cannon, we have Luffy versus Croc, and then we have Nico Robin and Cobra, uh, with you know, kind of around Tashigi. So that's the that's actually the next thing I have in my notes is uh, Miss All Sunday versus Tashigi, which uh, easy clap, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. easy clap. It's an easy stranglehold. Yeah. Now. Um, I wonder what the limit is for uh, Nico's um, like arms. Like, how many know. do you think she can make? Because she took out a whole military in one. Suite. Yeah, she like handcuffed everyone, like basically. And I'm like, are you really that strong, Nico Robin? Like, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently she is. Apparently she's got really good grip strength on that. Because if I held your hands together behind your back, Liz, you'd be able to pull your. Arms no, out. no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You'd be like. <laughs> Bill might. No, I would. I would no. be like, "What are you doing? Please." I think you're. I think you're really overestimating how much strength you have in the hands behind your back position. It's not that good. I mean, it's. I, I've We're gonna of, test this out. Yeah, no, we gotta test this out. Bill, go over to Lewis's microphone, <laughs> hold his arms behind his back, and see if <laughs> Lewis could break out of it. I don't think. I guarantee you, could. you. I guarantee you. I wouldn't. <laughs> Okay. I know I wouldn't. Okay, we made it a minute. Just that, yeah. Uh, so, you know, this is the move uh, um, that she does. I, I, I want to, before I forget, if I don't say it later, I, what is the Sergeant Major's name again? Tashigi. Tashigi, I love her, this yes. set of episodes. She is so good. awesome. Um... She's coming up with her own sense of like justice. Coming up with her own sense. Well, I mean, justice, what she's able to, what she's willing to give up. Like, you know, because it's not, at the end, she isn't even, it's not a sense of justice that she's following. It's a sense of necessity. Like, you know, she's ashamed of what she did. Um, It's not like her morals changed. It's just, you know, the, she literally played it like, you know, because she didn't see another choice, uh, you know. The it was it, yeah, like her not being strong enough to. She, she was not strong enough. Time. That was well, that, the issue. Well, that's what I think is the the sense of justice that um, that we're kind of talking about is that she has to kind of come to terms with like, oh, I have to let the the guy that I've been chasing, Luffy, take out Crocodile because I'm not strong enough to do anything like to these people, like. I, it's not it's not what I want, but it's the best option that I have, and so that's that's like it like 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 you're saying. Just it's not that she changes her morals. It's just uh, just she just can't do it, and so she has to come up with the best of the worst options, or you know, the best option at the time. Yeah, I think she takes it too hard on herself. Me, this would have been the plan from the beginning. I'd be like, okay, so these <laughs> two guys' power skill pretty much the same. I'm gonna get them to fight each other. <laughs> you know, both of them be weak down. Then come in. Clean it up. Like, yeah, clean it <laughs> up. That's smart. That's being a good military. You come in, third party. That the fresh troops. I'm optimizing. It's fundamentals. It's fundamentals, guys. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's she knows that she doesn't have she doesn't have enough navy. She doesn't have enough navy. 
to stop the revolution. She doesn't have enough navy to stop to Nico stop, Robin. They get clapped. Stop, easy. yeah, to stop Nico Robin. She doesn't have enough army to do pretty much anything. Like you know, uh, so you know, she basically does what she can, and you know, it, it's she has to be smarter than just you know. Uh, your capital B bad guy, I gotta stop you. Your capital B bad guy, I gotta stop you right now. Um, you know, there's a different, there's a different way to do things. Um, the smoker way. How about smoker with no shirt on later? Just straight up <laughs> yeah, no shirt on. I, I have it in my notes too. I have it in my notes too. My guy looks amazing. <laughs> looks amazing. Fucking How does clean. he stay in that great of shape? We smoke so much. Because he's, he's fucking smoke. smoker, man. He's a fucking How does smoker. he keep up with the cardio? Does he keep up with the cardio? He's walking everywhere, man. It's not. <laughs> man, all, I didn't, I didn't see him. Up. Yeah, he rides a motorcycle and he chills out on a lawn chair, drinks some coffee, smokes two cigars at the same time. My boy's Diet. living his best life. Diet, probably. <laughs> has great a lot genetics. of carrots. Just a lot of carrots. Great a lot of carrots. Uh, but, uh, I. Like what we go to, so and and this is part of what Bill was talking about, uh, as far as uh, the egregiousness of um, the these tablets, right? Yeah, the the poneglyphs. Yeah, so they go find the poneglyphs, and basically, Crocodile only keeps uh, Miss All Sunday around for one thing, right? She can read these damn things, um, and. Uh, he thinks that the phonoglyphs are going to tell him where the Pluton is. But that's not true. Well, it's actually the other way around. They do tell him where the Pluton is. She tells him that it's the history of Alabasta. And I think that's what he catches on to relatively quickly. It's like, all right, well, you're fucking useless to me then. And he tries to kill her at that point. So, I thought Are we talking they... about this fight already? Because there is some clutch moves that Nico Robin throws the water at him, and then he dodges, but she spawns the hand off, like uh, a hand off of him, and grabs the water and like pour, like goes to like pour it on him. Oh yeah. Oh Sick yeah, yeah. Moves. She goes like with the dagger. Yeah, fucking tight. It doesn't last long. She gets. Uh... She gets. <laughs> she gets, she gets impaled real quick. She gets luffied. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, she gets. Gumma she... gumma don't. She she gets got real real good. Uh you know, he was like, Oh, were you ever really gonna tell me about this? Shut up, crocodile. Like, you know, why don't you just learn the fucking language? <laughs> well, here's actually here's something that I never thought about until this watch through is uh so Cobra leads Nico Robin to the Poneglyph. It's in like we we kind of di- skipped over a little bit, but it's down this like secret set of stairs that has yeah. like a secret it's, switch or whatever. So it's, it's like, like a, in a cemetery or, or uh, and he tells Nico Robin like you know we don't know how to read these. We were just asked to protect it. First of all, who asked them to protect it? It doesn't. Mm. They don't say. He gets kind of like cut off talking like on his little, you know, monologue about it. And I was like, I was like, fuck, this is Oda telling me that he has more to say. Like he has more to say about like, clearly they've had this for like a long time. Yeah. Theoretically, 
many generations. Yeah. So and who asked them to, to like who? First of all, who bestowed the poneglyph to them, and who asked them to protect it? Exactly. And like, why did they tell them to protect and it? And where? Like, did how they did they them? lose oh. the other one in the middle of the desert, Bill? Oh, yeah, Bill. It's why would they put it's... that there? <laughs> well, why would Buggy do that? that? Because this, because <laughs> that, like I said, when we covered those filler episodes, is like one of my friends. They're like, oh yeah, well, there's that other hidden one in Alabaster, and I was like, what other? Like the poneglyphs, like 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 I was saying when we covered those filler episodes, these poneglyphs are a huge deal. If you get a poneglyph, like this is like you know, it, it it's like more rare than a devil fruit, you know, like the devil fruit. Lot when they're <laughs> it seems like devil fruits you find everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but like when you get a like when you get a scene with a poneglyph, it is like oh. Fuck. You know, or like or even if you get told where a poneglyph is, that's like a big deal in the One Piece world. Like, like it, you know, if I find out the next chapter, like, oh, there's a poneglyph on the island that we're on right now in the current chapter of One Piece, I'm gonna freak out and I'm gonna go on Reddit and I'm gonna talk to other people who are also freaking out and we're all gonna be like, oh my god, uh, it's because big deal. You can't just like you can't just put one in a filler. And then you go, like, oh yeah, and you go on the same Reddit one. page and you you type in, but what about that other one? <laughs> yeah. What about that one on Alabasta they hid? What what would um, what would you has, do has if Oda by like ever, chapter? Has Oda ever addressed it? Uh, I think I think the anime just addressed it. Or the people who made the anime were just like, oh yeah, we just didn't know this was going to be such a significant thing. Oh. Oda hiding behind the other people. Yeah, because you never know. It could be like chapter twelve hundred. They go back to Alabasta. Said so that one was actually very significant, and you thought it was throwaway trash. Hi, I'm Oda. Well, it's not in the manga, <laughs> so it, w- it would make no sense from the from the manga perspective. So true, uh, and that's the that's the true canonical perspective. So well, well maybe I mean, they'll still be hidden in like you know. In the- <laughs> They're no, I mean, it could well still be, could be hidden, in hidden in Alabasta. Huh? There very well could be something else hidden in Alabasta, because clearly Crocodile thinks that's where the Pluton is. Uh, and maybe it is there. I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe that other that other uh, poneglyph turns to the Pluton. You know, uh, we'll probably find out... None of it makes sense. But. We'll find out in the live action. Yeah, that we will. <laughs> oh, God. Everybody will have a poneglyph. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you get a poneglyph. You get a poneglyph. You can find out that uh, uh, everybody's got a uh, devil fruit powers too. They call it, and they don't call it devil fruit. It's devil sauce, like this. Devil, <laughs> devil sauce power. You eat this particular kind of hot sauce, you get these powers. They use the Skullville uh, units to figure out how strong they are. Oh, gosh. Um, but I do like this part. I, I do like a lot of the lore stuff that's happening underneath the... Uh, what is it? It's it's something like... It's like a tomb. It's a tomb. There you go. There you go. It's a tomb for the kings. Um, it is. Yeah. And I do like a lot of this lore stuff that, that happens underneath. Um, uh, but what I don't like is all of this minute counting where everybody's running around and stuff. I'm like, it has clearly been more than 15 minutes. First of all, haven't you ever watched anime? No, this One is what I hate. Like this five is, ep- 
One minute is five episodes. Do you know how long it took no, for that's Dragon Ball Z. to blow up in Dragon exactly. Ball Z? Exactly. Yeah. This is that's... what I wanted to bring up. I was like, oh my gosh, it was the worst part of the... Just don't even give me the time. Say it's going to blow up any second now. You could just say any second now, and that could be five minutes. That could be... <laughs> Four seconds, like it, it, it's like you're already you're, the clock's already run out. Justin, and you it, keep saying that, but it, you know, for me personally, if I'm watching something like this, I'm like, I, I might be like, wonder how many minutes they have left. Nah. I just keep thinking that, no. like, I wonder how I, many. minutes. I'm with Justin on this. I, I mean, like, One Piece isn't as bad about it. Actually, the most animes I've seen, it for the most part. In relatively like in relativeness to like other uh, animes, it moved fairly quick. But I remember like watching Dragon Ball Z with Bill, and like it'd be like, "Oh man, Goku's about to like lay down the law," and he's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass in five minutes." I'm like, "Oh my god, we have another hundred episodes before he lands a punch." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime there's a time like uh, established, like a, a time thing established, it is. It, they tell you, okay. So this is how the next arc's going to be over these next 18 minutes. <laughs> oh, the pain is real. Oh, uh, gosh. It's... No, they did a pretty cool job with this. I mean, so, like... It's... This is what... This this will be my final... Like, this will be my final gripe about it. What caps it off is that even the, even the clock that it passes the time, mm-hmm. there is still... A fail-safe <laughs> other clock <laughs> with, and here's the other thing, with an unspecified amount of time. They say a few dozen <laughs> seconds. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, get the fuck out of here. It all comes back with Pell. Like, you know, it makes it all worth it with him. But still, I was, I had my head, like, in my hands. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> totally understand. Especially, like, the buildup that's happening, too. The freeze they do... frames of seconds. Yeah, freeze frames of seconds. You got, like, um, what's it called? Um, the move that Nami does that, like, shoots Usopp up. Tornado with, like, tempo. Tornado tempo. Straight to the nuts. Um, blast yeah. them up. Sanji does the kick. Zoro grabs him with the swords and like it's this whole thing and like Vivi comes flying in and cuts the wick and then it's like oh First wait all, when she cuts that wick that's timer. so sick. She like used that little chain weapon. Oh, oh yeah. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, and anytime anybody calls uh her by her code name Miss I, Wednesday. I forget I I forget every single time until they say it again. I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking right. She's Miss uh, she's Miss Wednesday and she's fucking awesome." Like that's like my that's what makes like uh nami like one of my favorite characters is that she has that extra little thing on top like nami nami or vivi oh vivi 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 sorry uh we'll talk about nami later is being being nasty girl uh (laughs) oh come on all right we'll we'll we'll, we'll cover that when we get cover that later Uh, but uh uh, yeah, so no. in the clock, we got mm-hmm. two other Baroque Works agents that we haven't seen before. Oh yeah, we have uh, Mister Seven and uh, Ribbit Chick. What's her name? Miss Father's Day. Miss Father's, Father's Day. I love this out. Al- this design is amazing. This is like 
Oh man, I, I like the By thing who, is Ms. these characters. Father's Day or Miss Miss Father's Day. Okay. Uh, these characters, nothing to write home about. They get like clapped in like you know two minutes. They're only on screen for. They're only in like one episode, right? And then they're not even that in that that long. But every time that clock opens up and we see Miss Father's Day, I'm like, she looks so good. What a great character design. You She's know, pretty dope. It, she is cool. I think it's uh, Mr. I, Seven who's got a voice that I can't stand in anime. It's one of the ones where it's like this, like, like fat cheeked <laughs> voice. Yeah, I can't He's stand kooky. that. It's a kooky guy. Oh, God, blow him up. I hate him. <laughs> I hate it. Well, they do. They kick his ass. But he also, let's note that his eyebrows are in the shape of sevens. Again, <laughs> you're a secret organization. <laughs> Seven shaped eyebrows. What if he gets promoted to six? How's he gonna pull that one off? You know what? No, he's. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you're on a football team and you get your number. Like you stay that number. You know, you you don't want to. Yeah, you, you shave get, it into your head. Kind of attached to it. Yeah, but it's directly related to your rank. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but uh, yeah, I. I I thought it would have been so. Let me ask you, Bill. Does the they first of all they shoot my boy Pell down? They do. They do. Which yeah. I didn't like that. Devastated. No one should be mean to Pell ever. Devastated. Especially you know, Lou. which is like the eighth time Pell's yeah, been yeah. like killed. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I thought this is it. Pell's <laughs> finally dead. <laughs> I, I have a whole thing about this arc. But I'll, I'll save it towards the end. Okay. Uh, specifically regarding that. Like, specifically regarding it. Pell, my man? It's not just Pell, but like there's a lot of things. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Pell does get shot down for like the third time. Yeah. Uh, uh, which gosh. is a sad sight. I don't want to see Pell get shot. Nobody does. See. Pell's great. <laughs> so one of the things that I like before they realize that the clock tower is where the cannon's being held is when they're doing that thing where they're talking about the time... Uh, which I agree is obnoxious, but that's just a that, that's just an obnoxious thing that I've accepted about anime. You know, it's just that's yeah. just an anime thing. Thankfully, it's not it's not a very big One Piece thing, and I think Luke can back me up on that. That there's really not a lot of like timing based things that were were yeah, coming this down arc, the seconds. Uh, sorry, this arc uh, I I feel like is like the only one I've seen that's done that so far, um, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. <laughs> Um, so there's that, but when, when they are counting down the time, they keep, they're like, they're running around looking for where the cannon is and they keep showing these shots of the clock, uh, which is like, is fun because it's like Oda's little hint that like, Oh, like you think that we're showing this because of the time, but we're showing this clock so often because this is where, this is what they're actually looking for. I I think that's kind of a fun little, I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that a lot. And I did notice that, uh, I was like, Oh, it was right in front of us the whole time. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. It that was that was good. Um, I think there are some bits where the different characters are going different places. Uh, there was some fun character beats. Uh, them searching for the for the cannon and the cannoneer. Oh, yeah. well, then also we get the uh, crocodile impression from Usopp, where he's got <laughs> he's got like the little oh, golden. Oh, 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 oh yeah, he oh, goes. Oh. And then he says, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I gotta think like crocodile." <laughs> 
This is also a Justin move, I feel like. <laughs> no, no, this is very much uh, a Justin move. Uh, we also got uh, Usopp shooting, um, uh, what's it called, the Red Star up into the sky to yeah. call the Oh, yeah, basically like in. a flare. Yeah, it shows like everyone's location, and then Zoro's like completely away from the city. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, there's like a little snake in front of him, like, wee! Uh, no, that was that was that was pretty funny. Um, but uh, what do you guys want? You want to talk about like when Luffy gets to finally uh, fight Croc? Yeah, I think from here we talk about Luffy versus Croc, and then we talk about Pell saving the day. Um, uh, I can talk about Pell saving the day all day. But yeah, so <laughs> let's talk about uh, Luffy and Croc. Yeah, Luffy's uh, running around, then passes out right before he gets to where uh, where where the little secret passage is. And, uh, you know, events take place and then he gets up like he kind of like the poison wears off a little bit, he gets up uh, or the, no, he it wasn't because of the poison. He was just wounded. He was losing blood, wasn't he? Yeah, I think it's just from the blood loss. And uh, he gets up and he runs past the hole and mm-hmm. he, then he like stops and looks back and he's like, that hole, it looks gatorish. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs down. And I, I like that the. That this little like secret passage is very much like a, a like a part of like a of like a pyramid like that it's like these like diagonal passageways that are kind of hidden mm-hmm. uh, and it's obviously like you know this is a very like Egyptian theme kind of island uh, and this is no exception yeah. like going to the tomb where the poneglyph is and uh, so Luffy shows up uh, Miss All Sunday is impaled. Uh, and King, King Cobra, Cobra also is not doing point. so well. The guy was crucified like two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, uh, and Luffy's like covered in blood and he's ready to fuck Croc up. And uh, he's covered in blood and that's what's letting him get the hits in on Croc. And this fight is fucking sweet, actually. Do you guys want No, this, uh, is, this is a sweet fight. I, I enjoyed it. Well, I like the way they set this fight up, too, where. I mean, it, it might have been for nothing, but I like that Cobra, while um, Crocodile's busy with Nico Robin, uh, Cobra pulls out like a piece of like the wall, and he's like, "These were designed um, for the kings and kings only," and like just the whole thing starts falling apart, and now you've got like this battle going down in a place where essentially everybody could die if they don't get out uh, in the nick of time. Well, except for Crocodile, who seems pretty confident that he can just go right through the bedrock. Um, so and he basically does. Basically, everyone else will die. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. So <laughs> we get the Luffy versus Croc fight. Uh, some some standout moments from this is... I, I, I lo- actually love a lot of the choreography in this fight, but um, I love the like I love when uh, Luffy breaks the hook. Oh, uh, so oh that sick. was great. And then it turns into a sword. Yeah, which is like again, <laughs> yeah. the guy he's a very like go go gadget like uh, Bond villain. He's got the backup. Like, he's also kind of like a magician because when he unsheaths that hook, I'm like, how does that work? Yeah, yeah that's, where does the sword I think about come that every from? Time. Is it in no, his not elbow? even the sword? It's when it when he reveals it's a poison hook. He takes the a golden sheath off the hook, but the way the hook's curved, that wouldn't work. Yeah, and it, it comes gets off me in every the same time. shape. Yeah, at least Sandman. points are made points are made Uh, but also during the fight uh, you know Luffy is Luffy tells him one I'm going to be the man who's going to become the king of the pirates and two 
I'm going to surpass you during this fight. Um, and, you know, we get the, the gum gum pistol to the gut. We get these, like, spinning hook kicks to his head. So uh, I love the... There's, like, a moment where he, like, kicks him in the head and Crocodile's flying in the air and Luffy, like, jumps above him and, like, tracks him and then mm-hmm. fucking pistols him in the face directly into the ground. He, like... He just like whips them into pillars and shit. He's like, this is like an ass whooping. And yeah, it is he is so, feels so good after all the shit Croc's done. The best Luffy, like, <laughs> shit Croc. The, the best Luffy fighting is like momentum based. Like Luffy, like the combo, like the 86 yes. hit combo. It's like you're doing that. Bam! Don't give him a chance to do any stupid fucking move. Hit stun. Um, Keep him in hit stun. Yeah, hit him. Boom. Stun. Bam. Hit him back. Boom. You think he's gonna go? Boom. Hit him in the left. And the whole time he forgets about his uh, right arm. Does he try to use his right arm this fight? I don't I have no idea. I don't think so. I don't remember. Nah, he gets a knife. The most he tries to get out is right when uh, Luffy does balloon storm. And uh, he goes to like dump uh, sobbles on him, and Luffy yeah, just punches this is, yeah, so through. This is the final exchange, yeah. He just like punches through it, and like a machine gun just fucking lights him up. Well, I love he yeah, he like does the like so. This is the final exchange. Yeah, we get sobbles from uh, like a big sobbles from crocodile, and Luffy does like a balloon up and like twists himself, like like he like it's a whole wind up. Uh, and then instead, like, I, I wasn't sure, like, when I first saw this, I wasn't sure what this move was going to be. But he, like, it's almost like a Goku from, like, original Dragon Ball move where instead of using the Kamehameha to, like, shoot uh, Piccolo, he used the Kamehameha to, like, shoot the ground and create a momentum to go flying at Piccolo. Yeah. And that's what we get from uh, from Luffy here is he, like, winds up this way just to, like, do a big exhale so he can launch himself up towards Croc. And okay, this is an important thing: is the music here? Fucking legendary music. Uh, it this actually isn't One Piece music. The music that, that's plays during this final exchange, uh, and this is kind of interesting. I, I I didn't look up the title until recently because I heard the music in something else, and I just remembered like listening like in I was in some other like show or something, and I was like. This is the music from the final exchange of Luffy versus Crocodile. Like I, I just I've seen this scene so many times that I was like, that's the music from that scene. I thought that's that's like One Piece music, and so I had to look it up. And uh, this the name of the song is "Killing in the World. Name of." Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's from the New World Symphony Number no. Nine, and even that is pretty interesting lou i had I, I there's like a portion of the grand line called the the new world it's not really a spoiler to say that uh so even like this song title i'm like did oda do that on purpose is that like a a reference um, is that a little nod but the music here is so hype and actually uh in i justin i won't spoil when this happens because it's actually they play it in an episode of ted lasso in one of the more recent episodes that i don't think you've seen yet and I was oh, like, oh, fucking cool. And I was like, holy shit, this is the music. And, and so this is so uh, Lee invited her friend over to to watch the newest episode of Ted Lasso with us. And when like they go into a certain scene, they start playing this song and I lose my shit. I'm like, oh, this is oh, this is from the new world. This is the song they play during uh, Luffy's final exchange with Crocodile. And Lee's like, this is a friend that like I'm just being introduced to. So, oh, so like, I don't know this person. Down. And, and, <laughs> on the and, floor. And, yeah. 
And Lee's like, uh, calm down, calm down. You're like, you're getting kind of hyped. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, this is the song. Yeah, that yeah, song. You're right. that's the song. That's the song, babe. Hang on to the Snoopy. bathroom real fast. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're um, in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God, so sick. And so Luffy launches himself up. This music starts playing. And yeah, like Lou said, he just fucking punches through all of it. And this is like, one of my favorite things is like the gum gum gattling. It's probably my favorite Luffy attack. And he just has him fucking pinned to the ceiling. Just like hit after hit after hit. Punches him through like bedrock and just like sends him flying. Yeah. So, oh my God. And the only thing that I think in this fight that's stronger than Luffy is Crocodile's coat because it hung on the entire time. Yeah. There's <laughs> it did nice not coat. fly off those shoulders. Burlington Coat Factory. Get yourself one of those. <laughs> You're going to love it. Our new oh uh, sponsor this week, uh, Burlington Co. Factory. Um, <laughs> you talk Belks. About that <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it is it's so sick. Um, and like him just crashing in center square is uh, essentially the thing that makes everybody stop. Like, whoa. Like, is that Warlord well, dead? <laughs> well, the thing, no, the thing that makes everyone stop is uh, once they finish, wait, once Luffy finishes Crocodile. You see, it's actually a, a really great scene that you see, like, oh, one little raindrop fall down. That POV and Koza, shot. Yeah, and Koza, who is still alive, despite being shot several times. Uh, yeah, no, he's, jumps, he's back alive. <laughs> jumps and catches the raindrop. I, like, even though, like, yeah, we'll get into, like, should Koza still be alive after all this? Probably not. But uh, <laughs> I, lo- I still love that. that yeah, well, Lou, I think that's what Lou's uh, going to yeah. monologue about later. Yeah. Uh, the, the scene where he like jumps and catches the raindrop I, I it's such an interesting uh I don't know it like has so much weight to it and uh once the rain starts falling and it's also like I feel like it's implied that the rain starts falling because crocodile uh yeah he got had a beat he had a whole hold over alabasta I, I think that was the whole reason why it didn't rain in the first place. Was yeah, Crocodile that's implied had the that he's using his sand out. powers on some level to uh, to keep it from raining, which isn't absurd. Uh, the more we get into One Piece, um, yeah, you know, um, and so Vivi's finally able to reach everyone. She says, "Cut the shit." <laughs> when Vivi Stop. says no, she says it a hundred times in a row. Yeah. She does. Please stop fighting. Please. Stop you remember fighting. when I said stop fighting before, and then you killed my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of my critiques of, of this of these episodes is uh, how ineffectual Vivi is for most of it. Um, like she's like tripping over herself, running around looking for the cannon, and I mean I get that she's supposed to be like traumatized by the whole situation, and uh, but she's just like I don't know. It's kind of played up a little too much. What do you mean? The, what's played up? How like her being sort frantic? of ineffectual and how sort of pathetic Vivi is during, like, you know, she's she's like a broken record at the top, like, stop fighting, stop fighting. Kurosaki-kun, Kurosaki-kun. Yeah, yeah it's a Kurosaki-kun <laughs> moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, she is, she's a bit of a whiner. I'm not going to say it. she's not. Uh... No, yeah, I mean, they just, it's not even like, the problem for me. It's they just, just did that, her like, dirty. Because, yeah. like, she is Miss Wednesday, and she is a badass, and she does badass things. 
But to what I think what Bill's saying is like, it's kind of sold in this way where she's like being manic and frantic and like not really thinking and just like acting on pure emotion only. And I think she's better than that. Yeah. It's, that's what kind of, uh, that's what, that's what bothers me is that because when she's in, she's really, it's like she's two characters because like I said, I forget that she's Miss Wednesday all the time. Uh, so I, most of what I see her as is a character that's like, I need, I need you guys to help me do this thing or like, you know, the basically like plot device. She's the, we need to get her to this place so she could stop the war. What I, like, you know, that's her, that's her, that's her gig. Uh, but you know, she, I mean, the biggest thing that she does is really, she's able to find out where the cannon is. Um, yeah, that that's the that's the big thing she does. She stops basically the entire city from <laughs> becoming nothing. Well, she kind of does, but then homeboy comes in and <laughs> saves the day. Chicken oh, yeah. wing. <laughs> let's let's talk about this for a little bit. As Bill, you go first because I, I can't contain myself anymore. First of all, what's his name? Pell. Chicken wing. The will of P. Oh. The will of P, if you will. <laughs> we get a flashback with him. Uh, and what does he say? It's, uh, I have it written down. So we get a flashback of him flying around with Vivi and, like, you know, hanging out with Vivi and all this stuff. This is this flashback is going on while Pell is... Go, he flies up to the, to the clock tower where Vivi is, like concerned about you know the explosion that's about to happen and uh even though she cut the wick and it's not yeah. gonna fire into the square and she opens the thing up and she's got the wire she doesn't have to cut the blue wire or the red wire she has no idea yeah she has no training you know baroque works another thing that they don't have they don't have a good education system in baroque works let's just say it <laughs> they don't know? bomb disposal expert they need one yeah exactly and so what are they teaching these kids you know <sighs> they're not teaching them much you know they don't even know how to count you know, they're like, you know, like, oh, you know, Mr. Three is more powerful than, you know, Mr. Four is more powerful, but Mr. Three is more, you know, they don't even know how to power scale these guys. No. So not atrocious. So who's got to come pick up the slack? Hell. And while he's there, he's about to grab the, the giant bomb out of the cannon and fly off with it. There's a flashback that goes on. Him hanging out with Vivi. And he says, rather than fight, I'll protect. Rather than fight, I'll protect. And, and we know, know this he, because he can't fight. That's what he fight. does. Because he, you know what? Shut up, Louis. <laughs> you know what? Shut the fuck up. This is, this is, but this is where he's right. You know, Lou, he, he doesn't do that well in the fights. Yeah. You know what? You know what? There might be some guy, you know, could Pell beat up Don Krieg? Probably. Could he beat Captain Kuro? You know, maybe. But, but the characters that we're seeing on Alabasta, you know, Pell, he... He gets, well, he gets. What's the thing that Pell says? It, but P- Pell says that one thing. He's like, if it ain't his own type, peck, scratch, and bite. That was his mantra that he lived by until he, he died. He did. It's at the very end. <laughs> uh, no, what, I, Bill? I'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse this flashback a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, to where he's, he's, he's not. He says, "I'll protect." But then, as soon as he said that, I was like, "Yeah." But didn't he smack Vivi right in the face? <laughs> I'll protect everyone but you <laughs> uh, 
That's why you know he cares. Let me tell you something. Cobra in the bushes with Ingram. That made me laugh. That was like a nice little callback to like they're always watching VV. But uh, also uh, him saying, no, let me see where this goes. I'd be like, no, you smacked my daughter. (laughs) 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 Who who told you you could smack my fucking daughter? (laughs) No, let me see how this plays out. She's a princess. Exactly. No, you're 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 going to get beheaded. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's like, and I get and the point Justin that they're trying to make. Them and then no would have, no one would have been there to save to the, pull a Batman bomb. No, first of all, if I'm fucking king, um, the first of all, there'd be no civil war. You know, because you would, would show them shit. the letter. No, it's because I would never have gotten to that point. To begin with, and you I want to use bring... the dance batter, wouldn't you? No, no, no. I want to bring something uh, else up. There was a flashback part where uh, Vivi is talking about, um, at this rate, the bloodshed uh, will lead to a civil war. So there was killing going on before all this stuff was going down. Like, you know, she's getting letters or like you know news that you know there there have been you know deaths. That have been going down due to the rebel army, like you know, between the two factions. So I wanted to put that out there, because before, like the insinuation was like, oh, we're trying to prevent like the start of bloodshed, but the bloodshed is mm-hmm. happening. What would you have done? Because obviously you can't kill Koza, so how are you going to stop it? You would. What are you talking about? You can't kill Koza. First of all, my boy don't die. Second of all, what, if you were king, would you, like, order a death to all the uh, rebels? Order a death to all the rebels? The, the ones that are killing people. Okay, that's fair, but... <laughs> like, you know, you could say that. <laughs> you could say, like, yeah, no, they're murdering um, our... They're murdering our soldiers. They're doing whatever terrorist acts. They're rebels. I don't know exactly what they're doing. They're definitely taking over towns uh, and putting it under their own rule. So maybe we should... Stop that? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I see your point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe if he wasn't in the bushes spying on his daughter so much, he'd be able to keep control over his kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, I'm sorry. I, I, like okay. I, I like Cobra. I do. Boy just needs, you know... He needs some redirection. Yeah, he needs some redirection. He's also king, too, which I'm like, all right, so you're a monarch? Like, there's no constitutional monarchy going on here. There's just you as king. <laughs> you know, he, he was super sweet. Even after, okay, so, like, I think at this point, it starts raining, and, you know, the whole civil war has essentially stopped at this point. And... They never tell anybody what happens, though, right? They no. never mention that Crocodile was, like, the leading cause to all of this stuff? No, I think that gets mentioned. Uh, it was... It definitely gets mentioned in the military. Um, so the Navy definitely knows. Um, oh, Smoker getting mad about being promoted. Oh, uh, gosh. That was fantastic. Like him, like you're not listening to me, and they like still keep going. And he's just like, "Go to hell!" <laughs> like hangs up on him. Me um, promotion ears ears perk up. I would have been like, 
Well, excuse me. <laughs> I took down that crocodile man. Single-handedly, one cigar <laughs> right to the face. One cigar. <laughs> uh, but no, I thought he was going to pull one where he said that, uh, uh, what's her face, the captured croc. Tashigi? Oh, Tashigi. Yeah. He's like, I had nothing to do with it. Tashigi captured croc. So if anybody's getting promoted, it'd be her. Damn. Like, you know, that's, I would have laid it down to her, uh, you know, because she kind of learned, she kind of grew. She did. uh, She even let the straw hats go. She finds them all sitting there like sitting ducks, just passed out and doesn't arrest them. No, man, she, she can't. Like, you know, it's her, it's, it's partly shame. It's partly, you know, uh, they did her, uh, they did a huge favor and she is going to let this, like, you know, it's not full up say, we're not going to capture them. She just said, like, it's more like, we'll give them a head start. Mm. At this moment, we will not be arresting these men. Yeah. Um, Oh, Justin, how'd you feel about the, um the uh wanted posters the reveals their new bounties ah oh, man my boy luffy would he go from 30 million to 100 million 100 yeah he shot up berries that's a good yeah. cash that's some good yeah. cash yeah who do we know that has more than 100 uh more than 100 million berries what's that who do we know that has more than 100 million berries first of all we don't know the bounties yet but obviously shanks and obviously dragon um but I don't know if there's anyone that's been like their bounty poster has been revealed that we know. Is okay, so, so technically, right now, Luffy would be the the highest wanted pirate in the sea based on posters that, that we've, we've seen gotten. on screen. Yeah, that, yeah that posters that we've screen. gotten. Yeah. Ah oh, man, we should do a whole thing with all the lists of all like just the <laughs> ping of all the wanted posters. Just have like I knew a, it was coming, and they just have like an entire banner of them, and we just keep adding to. What, for who's got the highest or who should be the highest? No, 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 no. I just want, like, them, like, I would like a, I would like them in a row, and then as Luffy's, like, goes up or whoever's goes down, like, you just mark an X through them <laughs> <laughs> to have the most current Luffy poster. We'll start a wall. We'll start a wall with yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be fun. But, uh, yeah, no, so they, like, you know, uh, war over. Uh, oh, and uh, what's his face uh, saves uh, Luffy, um, Cobra, right? Oh yeah, he like shelters him. Yeah, he pulls uh, him out of the thing after being harbor- crucified. I think I think no, Luffy takes Cobra and Miss All Sunday out, but then I think he just kind of collapses once he gets them out. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Tail. I thought you were talking about because um, the Navy's still looking for the Straw Hats, right? And uh, Cobra is sheltering them. From the Navy. Ammon State. Uh, which is a criminal offense. No, it's not. Uh, because um, they are in a diplomatic uh, <laughs> zone. What do they call it? It's like when you hide in the embassy. You hide in the, yeah, you hide in the, uh, the national embassy. That's, you can't. Your jurisdiction stops right here. You're not allowed to go inside of the you know the castle you know okay you heard it here first hey that's what uh um uh that's what snowden did that's what a lot of people do actually 
I love that we base all of our information off of either Red Dead, Snowden, like other movies, The Matrix. Yeah, no, Snowden, uh, is a, Snowden is a real Snowden person. And, oh. and Red Dead Redemption are on the same level of, uh, of they uh, reality. They 100% are. Are you kidding me? You can tell me all those events didn't happen? Which one? <laughs> Red Dead Redemption? Is that what you're saying? That was based on fact. Anyway, hey, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, before let's I make a going. fool of you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so we do get introduced to this new um, Navy captain. Uh, yeah, Captain Hina. Ah, uh, she's Dude. awesome. She's yeah, she's scary. I'd be so afraid of her. Yeah, but it's kind of like I want her to be my captain too, because like the fear will make me a better employee. <laughs> But who is on her uh, on her crew? It took me so long to figure out who these two guys were, and then I was like, "Is that is that Steven Shango? Tyler?" <laughs> he didn't moonwalk once this whole time. I love how he like pulls out the uh, hypnosis ring, and he's like, "I'll prove to you guys I'm not weird. I'm not a weirdo." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Django and uh, who's the other guy? Captain uh, Fullbody. Which is the one that Sanji beat the shit out of in the restaurant, right? Yeah, so actually, um, you know, the timing didn't work out perfect for this because the we're going to do this, uh, we're going to review this as part of the next uh, next podcast where we, oh, actually, no, I think the next podcast is the post-Alabasta, and then after Mm -hmm. that we do the filler arc, right? When we do the filler arc, we're actually going to cover a, uh, one of the first uh, cover stories that we're going to cover that are exclusively in the manga. And that cover story is going to be how Django and Captain Fullbody met. So we'll get the backstory oh, on these two. See, oh, that's, that's one I want to see. Exactly. Take one of it. these episodes of them looking for the damn clock out. Give me that episode. Throw that one in there in the middle. We get it all. If you read the manga, you get it all. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. if you read the manga, you get it all. That's, that makes sense. So uh, we, we are going to cover that uh, later. But yeah, so... They're on the crew. Um, you love to see them back. And, uh, you know, uh, Django's trying to, you know, reform his life. You know, you got to respect that. He says, that's the past. Yeah. yeah. I thought you a were pirate. a pirate. Uh, I'm working on myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still kept these glasses, though. Army regulation. <laughs> Army <laughs> regulation. Uh, but, no, I did love seeing them again. Uh, uh we're kind of going all, all over the place. Uh, well, the, these scenes are kind of all over the place. Yeah, it, it they are. Um, I mean, the, do we want to talk about... Uh, Vivi- oh, we do want to talk about Ingram coming back. Yeah. Fucking Mama, Ingram. Mama. And Ingram's wife? Yeah, Terracotta. <clears throat> looks just like yep. him. <laughs> it's funny because when Zoro first sees Terracotta, he thinks it's uh, Igram and Drag again. He's like, oh, you just do this? Like, all the I do, time? I, I thought... It, I thought it was too. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's Zoro thinks it's like. Oh, I thought you. I thought you just did the the that thing the one time because it was like to save Vivi or whatever. I didn't know you just do drag all the time, and it's just like nope. That's just Egram's wife. Yeah. And uh, I I like her because she's she's fun because she's like Luffy's super hungry and and she's like which one of which will win my cooking skills or your stomach like she's like takes it as a challenge to feed Luffy till he can't eat anymore. Yeah. Oh, that whole scene where they're at the, the banquet, diners, the dinner scene. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, no, it's I, I always love these post like post like big like big heavy stuff where they're just like 
chowing down and they're just like having a good time. They won, man. They won. We won because we, we won, won too. Like you know, we're feeling it. I want to go get some chicken wings, <laughs> and munch down on them. Uh, you know, it's it's great. Is the chopper is, with the little bamboo sticks? Uh, bamboo yeah, sticks. The, chop- the, the chopsticks in his nose. They Always are my favorite. They are partying, there, dude. You know? One of the one of my favorite scenes out of this whole arc, probably my very very very, is when they're in the bathhouse and oh, it's God. just no no it's real quick it's Zoro scrubbing Chopper's head. Oh yeah, it's so it's fucking cute. I love that scene so much. It makes my heart warm every time. Uh, you got to send me a, a screenshot of that because I missed that completely. Yeah, they're like panning through the room and like you just see it for like a second and it's just super cute. Because everybody else is, like, talking and, like, partying and doing this stuff. And, like, it's just Zoro and Chopper having a wholesome moment. So yeah, good. Because Zoro takes care of him, man. Zoro, like, low-key, Zoro takes care of everybody on the ship. Like, Hell yeah, he does. He would be the kind of first mate that he is not making speeches. He is not doing a whole bunch, like, any of that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, you're in your quarters or whatever. Like, you know, you got through, like, a, a big fight. Zoro swings by and he says, hey, doing all right? Are you sure? He does okay. what needs to be done. Yeah, Man he does action. what needs to be done. He does not make a big deal of it. He does not make a big show of it. And then he's on his business. But uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of that's the kind of cool guy Zoro is. You know who else is a cool guy? Fucking Bon Clay, my dude. Yes, let's talk about some real shit oh, right now. Uh, uh, well, do we want to really, go into the really, bath really scene before shit. this? Because I think Bon Clay happens let's, after. Yeah, we can cover that very quickly because. <laughs> Justin wants to talk about the happiness punch. Oh, no. This was like, I don't know. So why is it that it's Cobra that tells them that the, like, you know, the girl's spa is right over the thing? Where his daughter is? Yeah, where his daughter is? Yeah, there's there's a whole lot of skeptical <laughs> things about, about this. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole, honestly. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe we'll skip it. Both let let let's say guys, you gotta oh come on my way. Come on. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's it's I didn't I did not like it. Um I did like with I I I did want to mention it only because uh we do get the um Return of the King scene of him bowing down to the straw hats. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, and I quote, I wrote it down. He says, uh, you bow to no one. Uh, little hobbits. Yeah. And that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> little hobbits. And Peter Jackson was so good. Oh, yeah. He was so good. But uh, no, I, I do I do like that. I always like when that happens. I like when it happened in Mulan. I like when it happened here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was real, uh, that was real cool of them. But yeah, let's go into, let's go into some, uh, uh, boss ass, uh, Bonchan. Bon yeah, they come up, he's like hiding out on the, uh, going Mary and they don't know whether or not they should trust him. And he gives like this awesome speech to the crew and saying like, I'm doing this because you're my friends. Cuts to them dancing with Bon Clay. Oh yeah, great! So Bon Clay has the Mary because he's defending it from the The Marines. Yeah. Mm Mhm. So yeah, he's he basically moved it, hijacked it to move it, 
that way uh, they can, yeah, so the Navy wouldn't have eyes on it. And he Uh, did it on his own accord, didn't even tell his own crew members who happened to be hiding, waiting for Bond Clay too, which is awesome because it goes back to like what we talked about, like his love for his crew and his crew's love for him. Like that's a fucking captain. That's a fucking captain. (laughs) You know what? That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of people you need on your team. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love it. I lo- yeah, I, I, they, they even, like, put their own necks out for, like, their captain's friend, you know? Like, exactly. <clears throat> it's like, you're a friend of Bonclay, then you're a friend of mine. And, exactly. Like, they that's come up what, with that whole plan. That's the crew. That's the crew you want. The ones that are right or die. That's what leader is, man. Let me tell you something. Me? Never happened. They fucking hate me. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go save my friends. Uh, you're on your own, bud. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're on your own, buddy. Well, so that so let's let's talk about that. So Bond Clay has the Mary. They go to get it from him. And they're sailing away. The Marines show up and they are just throwing like iron spears. They have them like surrounded immediately. Uh, Usopp shoots a cannon and like just takes out two of them. Full body and Jango's ship with one shot. Uh, It's awesome too. He keeps doing this. Yeah. He keeps doing this and it's that's like the the, the Usopp Usopp is awesome. And uh, like, you know, like he. He gets underutilized in in this sense. I wish there were more Navy fights, only so I could see Usopp like just take lay down, down like fourteen Navy yeah, ships. You, you will you will see Usopp lay down the law. But I, I love Luffy going like, "Usopp, did you do that?" Like, <laughs> and he looks like dumbfounded, like, "Holy shit, I did that!" And he goes, "That was pure calculation." <laughs> yeah. But so I mean, right. it was like you he like. Boyd does not miss two with one. So tight. Yeah, that's I. I did love that. Uh, so they even did like the little. Sees all the all the navy coming, and he's like, "Look, we need to change course." And Luffy says, "We can't because we need to pick up a friend." And Bon Clay is one hundred percent in. He's like. He's like moved. He like you get this great shot of him like with tears in his eyes, looking to the distance, and he's got like this great jawline for some reason in this one shot, <laughs> like because um, he's proud. That's <laughs> yeah, and uh, so he tells his crew, "We can't abandon our Nakama, who are risking their lives for their Nakama." And right away, he comes up with a plan, and the ships split up, and we see through like Hina's crew. Like their little like uh, periscope, what do you call them? little scopes, yeah. Mm-hmm. That eyeglass. Yeah. That that Bon Clay or that Luffy is on Bon Clay's ship, and so they go chasing that ship because they want to catch the Straw Hats. Uh, but when this is when I'm, oh, this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole arc. When uh, when Hina catches up with Bon Clay's ship that has Luffy on it, we realize, oh, it's really Bon Clay. And we get this amazing speech from Bon Clay. And Bon Clay, my favorite queer character of all time. Uh, and, and this speech is sort of like, is like his kind of like manifesto on like what his queerness means. Um, and, I'll, and I'll read the speech. He says, I may go astray as a man. 
I may go astray as a woman, but I can never go astray as a human. If we fall, we fall together into the one true sky, and I'll make it bloom. Oh, come away! That's the Okama way, the way of the queers. And then they all fucking jump onto the Navy ship and start kicking ass. So good. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. They're done. They're done. They are, they are cleaning up. Like, you know, it's, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and you know what's scary? Getting attacked by somebody who's poorly dressed like Nami <laughs> coming onto your <laughs> ship and kicking oh, no, you in the fucking that, face. That freaked me out. That's... <laughs> Um, I was thinking about, uh, I mean, does it undercut, I mean, okay, if you, st- like, in the moment, that is an awesome, like, that is awesome, such a cool move, especially when they just, you know, they like, they, they like Bonclay, they like, you know, they think he's awesome, um, but to pick up a friends that they didn't end up picking up, it's like, if, I don't know if Bunkley survived or not, like if he's dead. Um, but if I got a phone call, like if I call later and say, oh, yeah, you know that, that person we were going to pick up that, you know, that you, like, you know, sacrificed yourself for? Yeah, she didn't, yeah, she she didn't come. She said no. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> says no. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I was like, yeah. No. yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, yeah, so you don't, uh, sorry about that. I know you lost like maybe eighty men, like yeah. at least in that fight. Yeah, that'd be an awkward conversation. Yes, you know, you write it off. But you know, at least they did get to say like a nice farewell from Vivi. You know, the farewell that, to Vivi is 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 it iconic. is good. It that is, is iconic. super iconic. Um, yeah. Oh, what mean, was this, the reasoning this... they couldn't say? Oh, because the Navy was in close quarters, so Luffy couldn't say. I love you. We'll yeah, still be so, your yeah, so yeah. Uh, Phoebe basically says that she can't leave. Um, but she says, I came to say goodbye. I'll remain here. But if we ever meet again someday, will you still call me your Nakama? And they want, like, uh, like Luffy opens his mouth to, to say, of course. But uh, I, I, if it's either Zoro or Nami, one of the voices of reason on the crew. Uh, tell them to shut up because, you know, the Navy is right there. And, if, you know, they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to get Vivi in trouble for colluding with pirates. Yeah, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're criminals. So they all uh, they all silently raise their arms that have the X uh, that uh, that they use to basically get around Bonclay's uh, copy technique. And that's like the sign of their friendship, which is like, you know, they, they do the flashback to that scene. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, iconic scene! It's good. You guys it's can't good. tell, but I'm doing it right now. I got an X mm-hmm. on my arm and everything. You got an X on your arm? I put it. Mm-hmm. Well, I I I took a knife and I did it. That's in the comma. But uh, yeah, no, I mean that. There's a lot of uh, other little touches that happen, like in the this last bit. Um, can we talk about the final uh, little touch? Um, before, before we do that, there is one little gag that I fucking forgot about, and I laughed so hard at it. 
is when they're getting shot at with uh, the spikes that are going through. Usopp and Chopper in the cabin that's flooding and they're like nailing the boards to the wall and Usopp's like Chopper can you hand me another board and he turns around he's like Chopper and Chopper's just face down in the water (laughs) 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 that's the kind of that's the kind of scene that Lou loves anytime someone is face down in the dirt like I fucking lose it (laughs) I, I And we'll go back even further when they're in the castle and the doctor is the talking to a chopper saying, oh, man, look at this. Like, this is such an advanced technique. I've never heard of it. Like, you must like I've been practicing medicine for 30 years. (laughs) And you're really, really good. And he keeps saying, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You old bastard. (laughs) Yeah. One other chopper moment that made me laugh so hard is when. Uh, they're launching towards the clock tower, and Chopper like gets thrown back after he launches VV. Uh, they show, uh, you know, Sanji lands, Zora lands, and then when they show where Chopper lands, there's a Marine with a lump on his head. He's like, "What hit me?" And Chopper's just ah! <laughs> like, screaming, <laughs> running away. He goes, "Yeah," and Chopper says, "He fell on me." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was funny. Fuck. That was was good. One more thing before we get to this final scene is we get the reveal of Hina's devil fruit, the cage cage fruit. Oh, that's right. She is just clotheslining motherfuckers and locking them up. Now this, you know, fucking Miss All Sunday, move the fuck over. This is a move. That that is the most marine... Devil sauce power I've ever heard. Devil uh, sauce. <laughs> call them the devil sauces. No, but for real, like you, like that is a devil fruit bread to be a marine. Oh yeah, that's like you get that power. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be a marine. <laughs> yeah, I better get it. Get my application ready. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna not hire me. Yeah, this power. Handcuffs, no problem. I got this under control. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that was. See, I, I like that that uh, that ability more than um, it's all Sundays, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, so that that was that was pretty cool. I, I do like yeah. that. Does, does she have a pink navy coat? Yeah, thanks. So. Oh yeah, and that's why I, I like that too. I wrote that down. Uh, I wrote like four <laughs> things down for this arc, and def- that was definitely one of them. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, Miss All Sunday, uh, guess who's been hiding out on the ship? Miss All Sunday. <laughs> did, did you guess? Did you guess? Did you guess? I don't know did if you guys, guys are home about it. Uh, yeah, she uh, she wants to join the the crew. She wants to be a straw hat. Yeah, she's like, yep. Let me uh, let me Okama your way. Justin, would you have said yes if you were a Luffy? Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like I said. I, she's kind of she's been kind of cool the whole time. Like you know, she she gave us the the like you know the what do you call it the, the compass uh, to get to Alabasta. Uh, yeah. Initially, she was trying to help us there. She's uh, uh, saved Luffy when he yeah. almost died the first time. She laughs at his jokes. She laughs at his jokes. She finds him amusing. Like you see. Like, you know, if I'm Luffy, I'm seeing this, you know, the respect <laughs> for me as a captain. <laughs> Even though she's on the ship because she's like, you fucked me. I was like ready to die and you saved me. And that's yep. not what I wanted. That's not what I B-I-G, wanted. B-I-G, ready to die. Yeah. 
But, uh, but uh, yeah, no. you know, I got to give props to her, too, for being uh, completely honest. When Usopp's like, I need you to be honest with me. I'm going to ask you these questions. And she answers all of them truthfully. She does. She Because she, she, she has nothing to fear. Well, and she also gave Luffy the antidote for Croc's poison after he got mm-hmm. uh, poison ah, from that, that's right. that's that right. knife. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's... And I love how the whole time, like, he's going through Usopp's interrogation. He's She's just tickling yeah. the rest of the crew. And when they turn around and uh, Luffy's like, Usopp, Chapa! <laughs> His chopper impression is legendary. Uh, so good. Which, yeah. this is the kind of joke, like, dude, this, this joke is, like, so late. Like, the, first of all, the characters doing impressions of each other is already great. But like, like, Ichiro Oda comes up with a way to use every character's powers, not only for like the optimal like combat and like maneuvering and like it's a, even like the comedic purpose for these devil fruits. Like, it's just it's, so. We've talked about it. Utility. It's so all about creative, utility. Dude. You're not gonna be fighting every day. Yeah. Exactly, and you know, uh, Nami getting upset with Usopp about the, all the, like you know, all all the different things. You're going to be using those things more than the actual combat stuff. <laughs> the party tricks. The party it is tricks. True. They do. They do. We have way more parties. Time. We have way more parties, and we'll be on this ship sailing places a lot more than we're going to be like going head to head fighting. You're not even one of our main fighters, so yeah. We gave you a thing with party tricks. Yeah. I love, uh, you know, Nico Robin using um, different tactics to kind of win over the teammates. Uh, but the one that uh, <laughs> so funny was she's like, I have a bunch of crocodiles jewelry. And uh, Nami and like, sister. Like, I love you, sister. And when they're like, Nami, did you really get swayed that easily? And she's like, under the table, like treasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like fiending for treasure. So we also get a, a little like uh, flashback to like what happened, uh, and and in that instance after Luffy wins the fight, but they're still stuck in the tomb, and you know Luffy grabbing Nico Robin. But we also get Cobra confirms that Nico Robin lied to Crocodile about the Poneglyph uh, mm-hmm. and about it having Pluton's location. And yeah, how did he know? Did have it. So he yeah he knew he knew that he knew that's what it was, uh, which also he can't read it but he knows that that's what it, what it is again, again which leads me back to who told them, like you know these are these are interesting it's, questions it's, to, to, to ponder. It's like as somebody who like you know I wouldn't if I'm if I'm Cobra, I wouldn't be opening my mouth about it because I can't read it. It's like I heard that it actually does have Plutons. Look, no, you, you, like you heard from who exactly, Bill? From, who but but told that's you? the thing. Like the so like they confirm the castle's been around for generations. Like Cobra could easily. It's like the same thing when like a new president comes in. You get briefed on a bunch of stuff that you need to know prior to being. Exactly. So like him coming in, they're like, "There's this crazy weapon." called Pluton that's like located in Alabasta. He's going to need to know that. <laughs> I feel like it, it got passed down to him, you know. But we also get what Robin's ultimate goal is and what she's actually looking for, which is the Rio Poneglyph. Uh and on the Rio Poneglyph, we have what is 
she calls the real history. Uh, and that's what she's been looking for for 20 years. And the poneglyph that she knew was in Alabasta was her last lead. And that's why she wanted to die. She's like, I've been looking for it, been being chased by the Marines, been going on all these pirate crews and shit, looking for these poneglyphs. And I, I cannot find the Rio Poneglyph. I'm ready to just die here. And, you know, it probably also helped that she got, like, impaled uh, by a uh, uh, crocodile's hook. That probably also uh, didn't help the situation. Yeah, better time than ever, right? Yeah. Good die. <laughs> I'd be like, Nico Robin, shut up. You're only, like, 30. You got, you know, you could find it. Wait another 30 years. You'll catch it. <laughs> Hang out with us. You'll find it. Yeah, we we run in a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> Which is what she does. Um, yeah. She's like, I got nowhere else to go because of you, so. Oh, this is, okay, this is another Cobra moment that had me, like, really, like, I had to, like, pause the, like, I paused it, I rewound it, I watched it, I paused it, I rewound it, and I was like, I don't remember this in any other watch through that I've, that I've done, is, uh, so after Robin tells cobra about the rio poneglyph he says by any chance can the untold history be uncovered you're saying that the poneglyphs hold that record and then he says then why do we dot 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 interrupted why do we i guess the the simple uh question is i know I, I so i actually don't know because at first i was like oh like i guess i took it for granted that he said then why do we protect them but uh but what if there's something out like what was he going to say like he gets i feel like the fact that he was interrupted means something and i don't know what it means but it's like one of those things that like this is the kind of thing that like in another three years i'll be doing the rewatch of this series and i'll be like cobra knew it this thing back then like something that i don't know yet <laughs> you know that like oh, he's making a God. reference to this thing back then yeah exactly i that's i really feel like this is like one of those things that's being opened up to be explained later. Hopefully, mm. I, I hope so. We'll keep uh, we'll keep our onions peeled. See if we come across it. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Your ear to the grindstone. Uh, but our final, final, <laughs> and my very, very, very of the week is the return of. The very, I, very, very strongest bird. Bird man. No, I, the will I was of pee. so, I so upset about this. I was upset about this on my first watch through. I'm even more upset about it on my. Listen, second. I'm gonna mute you. I'm no, gonna no, mute it, you right now. <laughs> it's not. It's literally not even about him being a zone type. It's they honey dicked me. Like you got this great character who keeps putting his life on the line, and like you're getting like these like emotional moments out of me the viewer where you like kill him and you're like okay he's dead and he comes back and you kill him and he comes back and then you give like this big swan song of like him saving you know Vivi and the kingdom and all this stuff you kill him and you brought him back and I it's it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth it drives me through a fucking wall. Obviously, you didn't see The Dark Knight Rises where Batman <laughs> did the same thing. And lived. <laughs> and but lived. Yeah, that's true. That is How true. does that I work th- in the Batman movie? 
because the he has the the bat was like the bat wing or whatever that and he takes a, a nuclear exact same thing a nuclear bomb that's gonna blow up <laughs> gotham city and he's piloting it and he's get uh, presumably to his death in the middle of the water he's gonna like you know drop it off there um and it blows up and everybody thinks that batman's dead until the last scene in the movie you see batman uh, like you know, at, at a dinner, and cuts back to Lucius Fox saying that, oh, it looks like the autopilot was fixed. So he autopiloted and then it like ejected at some point. Is the idea? Uh, how they explain it here, I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> like well, you know, chuck I can it. Actually, I can actually explain it. Um, so this is actually a pretty timely uh, explanation for this because, like I was saying, this arc is 20 years old and what did we recently pass the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 9-11 so these chapters came out around 9-11 and Oda already has a thing about not killing his characters um, you'll see that you know if a character dies in one piece it's like they fucking die and it's like if it's off screen, it's gonna, ain't off screen. No, no. It's like they are going to really... They are really going to show that this character is dead and there's no coming back and they're not going to like... You know... Uh, it, it's like kind of unmistakable. But with Pell, you would expect that the explosion that was supposed to kill everyone in the army in a, you know, in a 5K radius, which is like 3.1 miles, that Pell would be done for. And I think... I think it was said that he, you know, he was supposed to be dead, um, but this came out uh, like close to nine eleven, and I, the, uh, my understanding is that I don't know if it was Ichiro Oda himself or the people who like, you know, review One Piece is about to, you know, it's going to come out for release. Like it was, it's was seen as like too heavy or something. And so he like kind of wrote it in that hell lived. That's my understanding of the situation. Hmm. That makes more sense. It's it's a little bit more forgivable knowing that, considering it it's still a black uh, still a, a lousy plot point. I agree. It, it's yeah. still, we talk like, about lousy plot point. Pell comes back like Batman. <laughs> I want Pell to be alive, but I yeah I don't think it makes sense that he survived a five k explosion. Um. I don't know. Look, you in the sky. Really, five k. That's only like it's. You're really only going two and a half k to get out of it. So you really you're only flying a mile. So you can get out of that in about a minute uh, if you're going sixty miles an hour. <laughs> like you know, in any direction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Think, and then if he you gets, even if he gets a little bit of the blast on the back end, like you, you can know what? push. Justin's right. Justin's right. Hate, hate the bear to some of you One Piece fans are, are salty about Pell, but you know what? Justin's got a point. Yeah. He's just saying You get it up to the outside of, that, outside of that. That blast radius. He's yeah, going to be good. And, and he didn't, he's a little hurt. He, he didn't go out without injuries, right? And, you know, I, I, I think it's all worth it for Pell uh, going to his own gravestone because that's one, always one of the coolest things I see. Uh, in any media <laughs> yeah. seeing your own gravestone you know what I'm signing with Justin on this because one first of all what do, what do we know about Pell 
What do we know about Pelp? Okay. He's awesome. Okay. He's awesome. awesome. That's what we but know. What else is he? He's fast. A bird. He's fast. He's a bird. <laughs> He's a fast guy. You know, He's it's not. Guy. It's not just Pell. That you got Koza, who yeah, should have been dead. No, it's it's it's. A, you it's, got I Ingram, mean, who blew up in a fucking ship, and he should have been dead. I love all of these characters, but I will say this: as as like resentful as I am about this during this arc, or like the bad taste that left in my mouth, it doesn't happen again. At least from like where I've continued to keep watching it, and I'm happy it doesn't because I don't know if I could take any more of those that's really like that's like a pet peeve of mine it's like one of the things in dragon ball like anytime somebody died i'm like they're fucking they're fine you're just yeah. gonna dragon ball them back you know don't do that Oda. Don't except do for android 16 which i always i will cry every time you put it after this podcast put it on i'll cry he came I'll back right there android 16 didn't come back let's see he definitely came back <laughs> <laughs> maybe in dragon ball super Bill would have oh, been the God. one to wish him back. He would have. Yeah, been. I've been like, "Fuck Krillin, we're not bringing <laughs> Krillin back again." <laughs> Krillin, Yamcha, you had your chance. We're not bringing you. You know, no, actually, no. I would bring Krillin back because you know, me and Krillin, you know, we'd be gym buddies. I think. Like, yeah, I, I think I'd get along well with Krillin. He's a good guy. Uh, but Yamcha, we're not bringing him back. We're bringing Android Six. <laughs> Look, Yamcha. I, to give you a Dragon Ball wish is to throw it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. Is Yamcha the one who wishes for new underwear? No, that's poor, but that I don't think you've even seen that. That's uh that's in Dragon Ball, like the original series, which we should watch that at some point. It's really great. Oh man. Dragon Ball the original series, I think, may be better than Dragon Ball Z. Uh I think it's more creative. It is. And, I, the, and that's why the, I like it. Yeah, the, the fights are definitely more creative, and I can see how you'd be more interested in that, but I don't think it's I don't think it's more hype than Dragon Ball Z. No, 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 no. It's not Dragon that. Ball Z has like just a way of like just being like bafflingly exciting. Like it's just like you know the music is going and these dudes are screaming at each other and like even though that they do that every episode, for some reason every time you're like, oh my, this one is the most powerful though, and yeah, you it, you all it, they it's perfect. It's a perfect series. <laughs> well, not perfect, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. it's close. Uh, I, I do enjoy that. Yeah, we'll do. I, I think my hypest moment in Dragon Ball Z, though, was uh, watching Goku kill Frieza just to have Frieza come back. And I remember being like, oh, are you fucking kidding? And then Trunks just murders him in like 30 <laughs> seconds. I was like, all right, I'm back in. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing more... Uh, uh, like, that was the best introduction to a character... That has been introduced in any media, like, ever. <laughs> like, this guy is, first of all, the biggest, baddest villain in the entire series comes back. Then this other guy comes with his badass jacket, finds out <laughs> he's a Super Saiyan, and kills him, like, in two moves. So sick. Oh, gosh. Epic. Epic. Fucking jacket, man. <laughs> well boys what is uh what's our next set of episodes we're watching next set of episodes we're gonna get into the uh post alabasta content and that's uh this is a nice short one for y'all you know uh just episodes 131 through 135 
Pretty oh, easy, guys. shit. Here we go again. And for all you new listeners, you can take that time, that extra time that we're giving you to catch up on all of our back episodes. And, Lewis, where would they catch those back episodes? Well, I'm really glad you said that, because if you want the show... You can subscribe to your prod, your pod catcher of choice. That way you get the shows as soon as possible. But we are live every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, oh, except, oh, except one second. Except for last week. Sorry, guys. It was, <laughs> it was Labor Day. Uh, and we, we were partying. Yeah, we were. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. I apologize again. We're going to have some special, special stuff to give you guys soon. Uh, but yeah, so definitely subscribe to that YouTube channel because we got some goods coming your way. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one other social platform I'm forgetting. Bill, do you know? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Instagram <laughs> at very strongest pod. Give us a shout out if you like the show. And uh, Bill's been killing it with the with the Instagram. Get Guys, on, first of all, get on that Instagram. Because two things. One, every week I do a little highlight reel. We get some clips of uh, clips of the podcast, but we also get some great little clips of One Piece in that in that little roundup of the episodes that we're talking about. Maybe some maybe some iconic moments, but maybe some underappreciated moments I put in there as well. Just so, you know, a fun little uh, celebration of the episodes that we're covering. But also coming soon, we're gonna start putting those cover stories on there that we're gonna talk about in a future episode of the podcast so if you're not familiar with those cover stories you're gonna want to check them out it's fun content and uh, like i said the one that we're going to be covering soon is going to be the django and captain full body cover story the it's going to be awesome guys guys you're going to like the way you look after (laughs) we guarantee Uh, it So, go check out the Instagram. Go check out the YouTube. Um, we're toying around with the idea of adding some maybe bonus episodes in between certain arcs uh, if we get caught up again, uh, or if we like you know aren't able to record just to have in the bank. Um, but like it's I to to get the final approval, I have to uh, talk to Shanks because everybody knows if Shanks says no, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>